0: Hello everyone, I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food producers and food consumers. That would typically be rural and urban America, but not always, because everybody in rural America eats, and not everybody's always involved in food production, as would be attested to by Jay Troot from Missouri and Andrew Henderson from the UK. All Within the next week, we are going to all gather together in yeah. Quincy, Illinois.
1: And think about this. Are we then going to be able to do Rural Route like in person? Yes, we are. Of Zoom?
0: We are, yes. yes. Every day, you know that every day we're doing Rural Route, and we'll do it at 4.30 Sunday with Jay and you yeah. and I. And the people, this is not just about us doing it, this is about including everybody who wants to speak up on the program.
1: Sorry, I, I, I know that, Trent. I'm just saying it's, I'm really looking forward to, to meeting Jay in person. That's all I was saying. I I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Well,
0: though. it'll be better if he brings Kathy. I'm just saying,
1: oh, okay. Kathy, um, Kathy is not
2: coming though. She's <laughs> just, <laughs> I think she looked at the, 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 the the program and decided that no, I, I don't want to be in the middle of that. So, <laughs>
1: no. she has, uh, now, now now you're getting me worried. What is that? The middle of that?
0: that uh, <laughs> the guy's uh,
1: from Scotland,
2: uh, to be exact. Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't. Uh, I think she's pretty
2: worried about all three of us being in the same place, and if you sprinkle <laughs> in some of our some of the people that will be following us around over the process. No, oh. no. She just said no, nope. oh, okay. no, no, okay. no. She's got to work. She's busy. Uh, uh, I, like I think like this her busy I, time I of mean, year. Look, I think
1: I think my other half is thinking the same way. She knows I'm really looking forward to it, um, but uh I think she she sees it as a you know a, a, a get together that that uh, the, the the fairer side aren't really that interested in. So fair enough. Yeah, That's good. Yeah.
2: yeah, no, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. Um. I'm confident. Able, I'm able I know
0: to, Kelly will be at Broken Bow without a question, and pretty sure she'll be in Brush as well. So,
1: well, good. Well, yeah, we'll see whether yeah, you're cool. in this game. Whether you're on your best behavior, then, won't we?
0: I'm on my best behavior all the time.
2: Oh, okay. oh my goodness! Right. I think uh, uh, <laughs> innocent Brush until will proven be our guilty. Show then, yeah. Brush will be our best show um, because Kelly will truly be in charge then, and so we Oh yeah, good. Trand will have a whole series of new, new instructions by Brush.
1: Well,
0: I'm I not want to diminish any event because each one of them yeah. are going to have their own feel. But Brush is going to be quite the send off, mostly because everybody will just be happy the Scots are going back home. But the <laughs> right. All American Beef Battalion is going to be cooking. Uh, there are people coming to Brush that you would not expect to come to Brush, Brush, Colorado, High Plains Cattle Supply from Eleven. The two o'clock mountain time on October the twenty eighth is going to be right phenomenal.
2: Yeah, cool.
1: Well, I'm I'm hoping that every venue is going to be phenomenal. It will,
0: but each one and will then, have its own feel.
1: Yeah, and I I'm I'm uh, I'm intrigued more than anything when I start to look at the history of some of these places and just how uh, how interesting it's all going to be. Uh, and of course, to be fair to you, I can see that you've chosen areas of specific agricultural interest which is even more you know something to look forward to
0: that's actually not what i did at all
1: okay well he just those are just the people that those are the people
2: that would return his call
0: yeah exactly (laughs) would you tolerate 200 people showing up at your place on this day okay then never mind
2: yeah yeah but thanks for asking (laughs) yeah
1: No, in all uh,
0: honesty, Andrew, I went to places I was most familiar with and knew how to navigate.
1: Okay, well, whatever you've done, I suppose what that that's taught me is that as I've been doing research, because I have, and I don't, I'm very proud to tell you both that, and um, what I've found is that the history and the stories, the agricultural the stories that re- surround those areas are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah maybe maybe that's the story of life um i think it is when you look back it all started with a farmer um and his wife and a family and uh, there you go from then it went think, well to know, be
0: honest it, it, from the mississippi river to the rocky mountains you're going to find that every single time <clears throat> and probably farther but that's mm-hmm. going to be the case every single time in this part of the world
2: yeah, that's yeah. what I started to say.
1: Okay.
2: The, the, well, the natural diversity, right? I mean, one of the things that I think gets overlooked uh, from us, even in the United States, is really uh, y- people think about Iowa or Illinois, and they get a snapshot in their head, and they think they know what that's going to look like and what it's always yeah. going to look like. Well, yeah. even Illinois, uh, which is a great corn and bean state – they have this great grazing, um, uh, industry that has lived in Southern Illinois, um, for just as long. Right. And it's really just as, uh, it, it it's, it's a super diverse state, uh, despite its excellence in two or three different crops, you'll find the same thing in different little regions. And you get into like, Uh, Parts of Nebraska where you're crossing over into northwest Missouri and you got guys all of a sudden growing potato, right, Uh, uh, that you just didn't really think about because everybody always talks about corn or beans or cattle or or hay or whatever it may happen to be. And uh, and you just don't realize that little diversity component sneaks in there and it
1: makes those places unique. Oh, you know what else
0: Nebraska is number one for that nobody would come up with?
1: Huh? What? What else? Is it number one for anything? Edible beans. Edible beans? Ah, uh, yeah. No, I bet that's
2: right. Yeah, yeah. So
1: you've yeah, got a real, uh, a real emission problem in in Nebraska, then.
2: It has
0: nothing to do with cows.
1: No, I never said it yeah. did. No, yes. no. It's just <laughs> have, you heard, have you not heard the old saying? Beans, beans are good for your heart. Eh?
2: Yep, that's the it. The
1: more you eat, the more you. Friend. Yeah you know that one Warm that
2: environment i do
1: yeah so i remember that from blazing saddles you know anyway do you know what (laughs) yours was actually a little bit um doing a a dive into american history is actually so gratifying because i'll and i'll try and explain why because i think you two won't be able to appreciate this the way i did. um you know you start off with um uh, an emerging society and you go through uh, you, you go through all the different revolutions and then you end up with the industrial Revolution and now I, I, you would say that we've got the electronic revolution now. Um, but you look at you know um, canals, then to railways and then to industry and everything that came. What is really, really interesting about America? is that that actually has happened all within 250 years that whole process that started with settlers and then ended up where you are today whereas here in the united kingdom um it started in the 11th or 12th century in terms of the showing how society evolved now the reason i say that is that you know you got a guy that would make shoes out of hides or whatever it was and it would all slowly gravitate towards where we are with society today. But in America, it all happened in a much quicker fashion. And um, why I find that really interesting, and I want to just give you one example, which is, I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm I'm just going to give you one example, where you get a farmer and his wife, the farmer then becomes the sheriff, and then the wife becomes the first female sheriff. That, happened in america that is something that i don't think you could quite compact uh, co- compartmentalize here in the uk and how we developed Do you yeah. understand what i'm trying to say that all of a sudden the the the, the skill set required to move from one um occupation to another was acquired much big much quicker in uh, the new world of the united states of america and I think yeah. that's fascinating. Um, that
2: is an interesting observation. I yeah. think, I mean, yeah, that's um, a that's a really cool thing to think about.
0: Pick it up right there, Jay. When we come back with more, we're all out. Jay Truett, Andrew Henderson, Trent Luce after this. Well, I'm pretty excited about this. You'll be the first to know. First time we've made this known. Well, I just found out about 30 minutes ago, just before we went on the air, actually. The Certified Piedmontese outfit, you know, the beef company based in Nebraska, Broken Bow, to be honest, is going to donate a deluxe freezer filler of Certified Piedmontese as a donation item for the fundraiser at the Broken Bow event, Brecken Tierney and her family. Brecken is five years old. She's in the middle of leukemia treatments at this moment. And we are incorporating a fundraiser for her, her family, during the Across the Pond Regaining Control for the Farmer Tour in Broken Bow on October the 27th. Stay tuned on whether we auction this off or raffle tickets is fresh off the press, but you can go to the website and check out the Deluxe Freezer Filler cpbeef.com. You know the t- the tenderness aspect of Piedmontese. Now you know the tenderness of the heart as well. Donating to the right cause. cpbeef.com. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Luce, J. Trood, Andrew Henderson. Three things in the 2017 census. That's how far behind the U.S. government is. Um, that the Nebraska is number one in. And it doesn't even include red meat production, which we're number one in. Um, I mentioned edible beans, which includes Great Northerns and Pintos. Number of irrigated farm acres. We irrigate more farm acres than any other state. And popcorn. Yeah, popcorn. Popcorn
1: came from Nebraska?
0: We're number one in popcorn production. Back to those edible beans. So popcorn, we're number one. We we produce 34% of the nation's popcorn but in edible beans, we're number one, and we produce 74% of the United States edible beans. That's
1: right. that's, that's, quite, that's, that's quite pretty interesting.
0: interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's, Jay, I cut you the, off when Andrew was talking about the sheriff no, whose no, wife I, then became the sheriff.
2: No, but I think, I think Andrew's point was that the U.S., uh, I mean, maybe not by design, literally just by accident, came along at a time period. Where you added the the changes that are taking place in the world with the freedom to make those changes and a brand new society where people aren't already precast into all of yep. these other roles. Yep. And I think, you know, it's one of the, the interesting things. I, I went, I guess, where my mind went with that was, you know, uh, if you look, uh, We've had a half a dozen presidents that were uh, that were farmers. Period. I mean, you really wouldn't describe them hardly as any as anything else. We've had uh, presidents who were. Uh, we had uh, Harry Truman was a shoe salesman, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And very seldom in the world has that been the case. That even in democracies. Uh, people tended to kind of come from those bloodlines. And we uh, we have some of that too, right? You know, you got the Bush dynasty, you had the blah, well, blah, blah, yeah. the Kennedys and stuff. But they really don't dominate the scenery. Once in a while, one of them will rise to the top. But, uh, I mean, well, Jay, Bush would dynasty you not is over
1: for sure. Jay, would you not agree that that's really why we're starting to see um... – the 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 corruption laid bare that as trent has said maybe in the last 60 70 years that the uh, bloodlines and the money has started to uh, uh, uh take control like it did in the rest of europe through the, yeah. the monarchies in europe and we're not now seeing that in america and that's why we're we're where we are today that you've ended up uh where you were in 1775 um and that that's uh, you know i I I've I've looked at your history uh quite intensely over the last two or three weeks and really, really enjoyed it. And the other thing was I want to ask both of you this question. Am I right that a lot of the land and you know Trent goes on about land and who owns land, but a lot of the land was actually given to people, wasn't it, when they arrived here? Yeah.
0: The Homestead Act.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, well, so, wait, 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 though. It wasn't, I mean, it
2: was, it was, it was deeded to them at no cost or virtually no cost, but in exchange for that, they had to develop it. They couldn't just like you know, grab Hedison, it, it and,
1: I, I, and, and, and keep and so it. They, they had to live had. there. Yeah. No, and, and so they should have had, it. but you know what's you know, what's uh, su- such a, I suppose in the, in that time that that land was given to people who were settlers that was when the, the aristocracy cleared out Scotland, the north of Scotland, and basically did to the people of the north of Scotland what the Americans did to the Indians. They took their land away from them. And then I, I look at the sort of similarities here and I start to see um, things repeating themselves. And that's what I'm saying, that what we're ha- what we're seeing happening now is that chance to own your own land And to make something from that land was what gives that extra bit of entrepreneurialism, if you like, to an individual and his wife and his family and the whole family environment and then the community environment. And I believe that as soon as you take that away, you start to lose society. And um, then, you know, when you're paying a living wage to people who don't work or 15 minutes, all these globalists, Power is control. Like, you know, in the 12th and 13th century, the control was that, uh, you know, the landowner and the lord or the king or the queen, they owned you and you were part of their army. Come come what may. And we're gravitating back to that. Can you not see that? We are gravitating back that way.
2: Yeah, I do. I, I agree with the specifically with the sentence that you that you said. Um, here just a couple minutes ago, which is that whether we realize it or not, we're uh, we're rap- I'm changing your words now, but we're rapidly approaching 1775. You are, and uh, and I, I, I. So again, I think kind of the the difference being that the dynast the the quote unquote dynasties in the United States are a little different. Uh, they've they've become uh, the people who are the most politically astute that are they're building into the system i'm not for sure that we have these um, family-led dynasties i think they change uh with people's fortunes right and uh uh, for example i can see that the bush family is largely being just dismissed um i mean across the board and all kinds of things right um because Jeb bush failed uh he failed to continue to rise and I uh, think that's got more replaced. to do with what
0: his father did that was anti American than what Jeb Bush hasn't done.
2: Maybe. Um Is it not is it not? True by the that same token, a... we're replacing him with one of these tech one of the tech kings, and we can't figure out which one we're gonna take. They've right. kind of rotated their way through him a yep. little bit about, now.
1: Yeah, I just ask the question though. Is there not a legacy there in the Bush family that leads us straight back to uh the German uh, Fuhrer? Is that is that true or is it not true? Scott
0: Bush that? was actually convicted of donating money to the Nazis that's very true
2: yeah yeah but so the uh, the problem stuff. the problem is the in the current generations you could also almost make as many ties to um uh, uh l- literally just like uh, absolute non-germanic uh, uh representation inside the family at the at this generation and at the kids that are out there now. So, okay. I'm not uh, that are, that are trying saying. to weigh into politics. Yeah.
1: Not disputing what you're saying, but it's pretty obvious to me that the Bush family uh have heavy ties to the World Economic Forum. So if you tie them in both ways, it does sound to me that that's that their thinking is that old way of thinking things. That Klaus Schwab um totalitarianism um you know fascist socialist state that is what i think that's leading us to i
0: i agree 100% i want to go back to something that you you've stumbled upon in your research particularly with the uh homestead act and government just gr- granting land to people who showed up and promised to take their quarter section of land and develop it first of all everything virtually west of the Mississippi quarter section wouldn't even sustain a family in that day. And that's what led to the Kincaid act in Nebraska. But we through history, we've romanced what that was really like. Take, for example, the Oregon trail. We romance the Oregon trail. And I've often said that's like the only thing on my bucket list. I want to ride a horse or drive my team on the Oregon trail from St. Joe, Missouri to Oregon or Northern California. 40,000 people died on the Oregon Trail seeking that dream. 40,000 oh, yeah. people did not make it to their destination.
1: I'm yeah, why going to say. So why did I they not go? I'm not for
2: sure you want to I don't think you want to do it. Uh what, why did they go a pretty on that trail? high well, chance you died. Why die. did they go,
1: Sorry. You are spoiling something for me here. Why did they go on that trail? Why? Be, what was Well, the,
0: because of the dream? Well, some of that was, you know, you're talking about like the 1849 gold rush in California in that time frame. And everybody had gotten word from the Internet that there is prosperity and wealth on the West Coast. You just have to get there. Now, obviously, I'm being facetious. The Internet was very different in 1850 than it is today. But they had this promise of a life of luxury and they were willing to risk everything, put everything they own in a wagon and a scooter and head out and take on mother nature. And mother nature killed them left and right. So, yeah. I gotta go to a break. Second half roll route. We'll pick it up with Andrew saying so, right there after this. Now let's talk about technology, sprayer technology in the field controlling pest. Now we're beyond the pest control. Now we're reaping the rewards. or seeing where we need to improve pest control. I'm talking about weeds. I'm talking about insects and Apache Sprayers. Simpson Farm Enterprises from Kansas and one outlet in Nebraska doing business all throughout the Great Plains and Colorado as well. And High Plains Apache have partnered up to get you the information you need about controlling weeds, controlling insects, and they have service second to none. Try it out, simpsonfarm.com, highplainsapache.com. Get a hold of the Simpsons and say, hey, what do I need to do about this? I don't even know what it might be. Check it out simpsonfarm.com. also want to remind you that life is powered by coal. We are in a very dangerous situation where we are decommissioning coal plants at an unprecedented rate, 100% because of government payments for unsustainable intermittent electricity. Do not let that happen. lignite.com. Welcome back. Trent Loose alongside Throat Andrew Henderson. We were talking about the uh, willingness to lose life and limb to go west and seek your fortune. Go west, young man. Go west. And Andrew says, so. And I said, well, so we got to go to a break. What, are you, what were you going to say? So what?
1: Well, I wonder um, what is whether there's similar uh, pressure or uh, excitement placed on these people coming from the south of your country or the other countries below you to try and get over your border to so-called wealth and prosperity. And I find that quite an interesting one because knowing the amount of money that you're giving everybody else in the world, that I believe you're actually borrowing to do it, um, I would be a little bit concerned about going to America to live there at the moment because my children and my children's children have got one heck of a debt to pay. What's your take on that?
0: Um, my take on that is you can draw that analogy to the folks who went west in 1850. They had a horrible life and they were looking for anything to be better. You okay. do not have a horrible life. You can't imagine coming to the USA because you are comfortable. The folks who are coming here are coming for one of two reasons. They have a horrible life. They're near death or they're coming for nefarious reasons because their government put them here to be ready to do something.
1: Jay?
2: Yeah, but it's uh listen, in all fairness, right? It's it's the the overwhelming vast majority of them are in that first category. Um, we have uh, our work our workforce for the construction company that we have is almost the uh, well in today's world. I think it's uh, uh all but two or three of the the people that work for us um, come from a migrant background. Okay. Um, they're they're legal. Most several of them are two and three generations into this migrant transition, right? But uh, um and these are highly
1: skilled guys, right? People that aren't, they, aren't the ones you're talking about, by and large, people who came here. Um They and... came they
2: came here to make money so that they could send money
1: back home. But did they but did they enter legally, not illegally?
2: Because so I, I legally. Think... Most of uh, almost I
1: think exclusive, almost
2: completely now, uh, because they kind of self weed out people who came here illegally out of their <laughs> system. Um, the, that if you create a culture inside a company of having people who have pride in the United States and and that followed the law and that spent the money and 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 got themselves in, they will self police the others out of <laughs> out of the operation. That I figured out as well, uh, but. No, they came here to make they they came here because they had nothing in Mexico and they had no ability to ever really retain it. And uh, and so now they're here. I have no problem
1: with that. That that, yeah, me neither. I remember remember being in California um, and watching, and also in in Wisconsin actually, and that's the only state this time that I'm going to visit that I've already visited. And in and I remember. Oh no, actually, I tell a lie. I've been to Chicago as well, but. I remember in both of uh, California and Wisconsin, the so what the local immigrants, as you call them, had contributed to the expansion of society was fantastic. Um, yeah. And that's, um, I have no problem with that. And that's where I want to come back to this. I, I said to Trent, I'm going to start using this phrase a lot. The grand illusion that that's roughly what's going on now isn't. The case. I first of all, they're not legal, and secondly, I don't quite buy what you're saying about the proportion of them, them that are going here, coming here because they've got nothing. Because we saw a video yesterday on our, um, you know, I, I found out something horrific, and uh, Trent, you um, you and I know that this is the case, but you know they're getting money, two thousand two hundred pounds as it happens per month, not to work, okay. Now, and they're getting their hotels paid for here in the UK. Well, there's a video that's emerged on our social media. I haven't posted it to you yet, Trent, that um what they're admitting they're military. They're admitting that they're being sent in by the United Nations. And they don't know what their job's gonna be, but they know they've got a job to do. So two things. One, the people that arrive in the UK in the past certainly didn't get any money. Uh, um on a on a monthly basis to sustain sustain them as well as accommodation they had to work for it these people aren't allowed to work this is a totally different this is a grand illusion this is not mm-hmm. what has happened in the past
0: so yesterday the U.S Border Patrol announced that they caught two different times four uh, four people from Iran who came via Venezuela and they're concerned that they came here to do harm
1: mm-hmm.
0: excuse me that was this week they announced it yesterday they caught them last week so all of a sudden the government is telling us they're catching people i have steve sanderson on roll radio from november a year ago who married a woman from Venezuela whose brother told him a year ago that they were training Iranians in Venezuela and sending them up here to the United States. So a year later, the government's admitting what I was told on a broadcast was happening a year ago. What does yeah, that mean? And,
1: well, and I, I would agree with, with um, Jay on one thing, that the way to do this is to bring them in as a minority and and crowd round a, a majority around them. It is so. I, I think every single... I don't single... know what you just said. I have
0: no idea what you just meant by that.
1: Well, they're bringing in a majority of people who are coming here for reasons of getting work and improving their, their future, and they're doing it in such large numbers that that's allowing them to bring these criminals in. With oh, okay.
0: Them. I see. So it's like dilution is the solution. I got it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Dilution is the solution. and But, I, but that grand illusion that I tell you about I I think maybe you're going to tell me differently, but I think most people are seeing that now, from France to Italy to Spain to um, Germany, all of the countries are now realizing that this is off. This is not the way it used to be, and this is not just free mo- movement of people. There's something far more organized going on here. that That's my perception, looking at what I'm seeing from my perspective in this country. And I talk to people every day like you do, Trent. I think people are picking up on that. What's your thoughts, guys? I mean, do you think that people are picking Uh, up on this?
0: Well, here's what I'm going to use as an example. This past weekend, I had a phenomenal conversation with a lady who I'd never met, and she thanked me. She said, thank you for saying out loud what I've been thinking quietly. And I'm Uh, like, "Why, why are you quiet? Well, because... And this woman lives in a very conservative county of the nation. And mm-hmm. she said, I'm just afraid that my neighbors will think I'm some conspiracy whack job. So I don't say anything, but I soak it all in. There's <laughs> st- so many people in that category, Jay.
2: Welcome yeah, to- I, yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, the days of, uh, uh, I don't know what you have to say today to be a true conspiracy theorist. Right, um, <laughs> yeah. because everything, uh, er, everything else just becomes like prophetic. Um, I mean, the things even that we've said that were kind of extreme. I, I, I would just say this, right? I, uh, I oh, I can't help it I'm wired to not really like trust conspiracy theories any more than I trust what government tends to tell me. I'm a really skeptical person, um, uh, et cetera, et cetera. The 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 problem that faces people like me, and I think I'm probably more representative of of uh, kind of the average voter uh, in, in a different way, and well, in that way, in that we everybody does realize that we've been lied to across the board, right? And now we have to. Uh, this is almost like. Uh, uh, there's going to be. We know there's going to be a breakup in the marriage. We just need to know what uh, are all the things that we're going to accuse the spouse of before we walk out the door, right? And so <laughs> we put together our list. And it's a, and, good, uh, it's
1: a good analogy,
2: right? But and 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 then at the same time, um, you know, I mean, there's. I mean, I I I want to love this country. I want to love the country that uh, I fought for. My Father fought for, all my uncles fought for, and that literally every male in my family history going back to 1812 is fought for, and and so you 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 want to you want to believe in that, and I raise my kids to do the same, right? And my family is just like rife with uh, American flags folded in in uh, in a in a little tree dry corner. A display and sitting on top of everybody's mantle um but with that said um
1: but james, the, the, the james re- a lot of people are like you, you you can't
2: but james a lot
1: of people like you right that have yeah. that that you know some of the things when somebody says to you that the real i mean i'll be extreme now but i believe this so i'm going to say it's not something i'm saying lightly i believe that agenda 2030 is real and I believe they want to depopulate the world. That's the elites. And they're doing it in your face. And I, and my and my best example of that is that in Canada, right now, people are having their seventh or eighth jab, depending on what age they are. The question and it's and, and it's mandated, just remember that, it's mandated whether that's a law or not. I know Trent will argue with that, but it's mandated to I people. I can't speak to Canadian law. Well I mean it's well, okay, but it's, it's mandated um and, and if you don't do it, you can't work in public service. That's what I'm that's what I'm told, that's what I'm led to believe. And so what my question is, at what point do people who don't believe in crazy conspiracy theories realize that something very, very wrong is very, very wrong here? Because if if you need seven jabs in the space of two years for a virus that doesn't kill more than um percent of the population what are these people doing i don't understand what would make somebody do that yeah i don't
2: honestly i don't understand it either so i i can't really speak to it except that um i i mean i so i own a uh, again, I own bu- a business in a uh, different... Jay,
0: a- you're going to tell me what you own when we get back. And if you're on the top okay. five list in Nebraska owners, we're going to have an issue. We're back with landowners. All for right. this. We're back with more after this. Well, let's talk about healthy living. Nitric oxide is one of those demonized molecules of life. Right up there with CO2, NO2U, nitric oxide, no Number two, letteru.com, is a place you can get all of the information you need to know about cardiovascular health, about how everything works better if your blood is flowing properly, particularly to all of the extremities, to every area of your body, particularly the brain, the immune system, and what you like to do uh, as a nature's course of reproduction. That's part of it as well. No2u.com is the, yeah, the one component that you need to dig into. If you've not looked into this, Dr. Nathan Bryan has all of the science. I've taken an NO2U supplement for the last 18 years every single day. believe that it contributes to my health and well-being, and you should do the same. NO2U.com, NO2U.com. Put Trent as your coupon code. You pay no shipping. I think you even get a bigger discount. Welcome back. Roll Route out. Trent Luce alongside Andrew Henderson, Jay
2: Truett, who's about to tell me what he owns. No, it's just that we have a business in a state that uh, I think there is a reason, and it's not just simply because no income tax, it, that states like Florida and Texas and, uh, and, and a number of other southern states that have taken a completely different attitude towards what government should and shouldn't do to its people. Mm-hmm. Um, has have exploded in population. I mean, they're still exploding in population. Um, you uh, unless you actually go to uh, the Texas corridor that is exploding in population, you cannot appreciate what is happening there. Within ten years, Dallas-Fort Worth will be larger than Los Angeles as a metroplex in both landmass and population maybe in five years, and we're we're on our way uh, to in that region to looking at New York City as one of the next targets, and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that people are literally flooding in there at, at a level that you can't imagine, and even with all of the, the things that should be against people moving right now, high interest rates and having to sell a house, and that they had a cheap interest on to buy a new house is going to be twice literally twice the interest uh to live there and not really make that much more money maybe not make more money from a from a salary standpoint they just get a chance to move they're in the truck so fast it'll make your head spin so there's
1: something going on and um so yeah on, on that on that i'm going back to you know land ownership that, that 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 trent wants to go on about so you're, you're saying that people are making a decision because they're seeing where the control factors are and where they're not. And, you know, we, Trent has continually told me that, sadly for me, I've got it wrong and that people aren't waking up in America. He's He's uh, been very clear with me that, that he doesn't believe that that's yeah. really happening. And yet, you've you've just announced your latest figures of people that have taken the new COVID vaccine and it's less than 2%. Yeah. That tells me something. Yeah. That's pretty huge. I, so, I I don't
2: know that I don't know that it there was like a wake up moment. I do think though that people, uh, I mean, uniquely in the United States, I think we smell and sniff out freedom a little differently, and yeah. so and we had and it and there's less of a tradition for us to stay where we are, and so people migrate. They've been we we are a country that has been migrating now for three hundred years, basically. Yeah. If you really look at it. We've done nothing but migrate. All of us migrated from somewhere. Almost all of us, and yeah. and so even those even those of us that are native population from North America all migrated.
1: Almost yeah, none of us Yeah, you have started. Asian
2: roots, Jay Trew.
1: Sure. Yeah, and so I I mean, uh, but that the, you the, saying the, then that that depending on on uh, each individual state governance. So you talked about Florida and places like that. What you're actually saying is that that could go back the other way in 25 years, depending on what and who gets in power in a given state. Is that correct? Sure. No, no, I absolutely believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I I do too. I do too. And I, I, I sort of like that. I think I do too. You vote with your feet. as Is the thing. Um, Yeah. And so I I do kind of like that. We've had a uh,
0: major exodus of people from Nebraska. Do you know what the number one reason is?
2: What is it? Property taxes.
0: No. And that would have been my answer too, because that's what I'm closest to. But, you know, so few people pay property tax. That's why we don't get reform. They pay. Everybody pays property tax. But if you're renting, you don't realize you're paying property tax through your rent. Right. The lack of affordable housing. Oh. Okay. Right. So not, I not the number of jobs, not not anything about the economic activity, just the lack of affordable housing. It's a big deal last week came out.
1: So if yeah. you were Pete Ricketts or man, he's a senator I know, but if you were to go into your local um Lincoln um uh politician's field if that's what that's the right way of calling it in your local parliament, surely the party that says look we need to find a way of introducing affordable housing. That's going to be a vote winner, isn't it?
0: You Which just, you just no. went to the core difference between you and I. Oh, yeah. Your oh, first wow. thought is, how do I go get government to help me with this? My last thought is government needs to help with this.
1: No, I, I'm, I'm going to that. find
0: every means possible I, to be a part of increasing affordable housing. I'm not going to go to government to do it in any way, shape, or form. They will just, I,
1: I, go I, never just, said, I can't I, say I on air what they will do. I never said that actually. No, it's and, just your thought process. No, I see not, it all the time. No, it's not my thought process because I'm just saying to you this that if somebody in government then got the entrepreneurs in your area to look at how they could bring about using their expertise in order to make that happen profitably. That's the right way to do it. I wouldn't be wanting the government to own any of it because that's no, what they to mm, do with these. Yeah. Not
0: not government. People. It wouldn't be through government ownership, just through some facilitated program that creates a, a low interest loan to give you an affordable house, whatever the case may be. No, that they, they will just. No, but just screw it okay, up.
2: Listen, though, listen, though, oh, I can, please. I can give you an example. I can give you an example uh, so here's a completely different perspective on even that, right? In between those two discussions. So we try to develop affordable housing development, right? That's one of the things that we do.
1: Yeah.
2: You know what the biggest hindrance to building, if you're a builder, to building affordable housing?
1: Regulations. Is that
2: government will mandate the minimum size square footage that you're allowed to build in, in okay. most areas. And so, I can't build a 1,750-square-foot house in Lancaster, Texas. I have to build a 2,100-square-foot or bigger house. Well, a 2,100-square-foot house uh, costs more than a 1,750. They can both be three-bedroom, two-bath, very nice little home. But, But you can't. But you can't build those for the same amount of money. One of them cost about eighty or ninety, maybe a hundred thousand dollars more than the other. And so now you've now you've just jacked the price.
1: I, I, I so, find it difficult that Trent doesn't think that the community can help create an environment where that happens. I I I, I, I how will it so happen if the community there's, doesn't there's
0: that? a difference between community and some elected official?
1: Yeah, well,
2: I, I think my point, Andrew, is is that government, I think what people are beginning to see in a lot of areas is that government is actually antagonistic towards it, not part of the solution. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not to the point that, I, I do think what the underlying point that you made was that if you're going to run for office and you say, I want to support affordable housing, yeah, sure, everybody will vote for you. Um, uh, and I think that's probably like one of those campaign speeches that works, but I don't think it's real, and I don't think anybody really believed it when they voted for you. I also, okay. I mean, government government officials, period, approval rating is like from 9 to 11%, 11% being the best, 9% right. being the really kind of the mean average. And so seriously, do we really think that government is fixing anything at any level in any place in the United States? The answer I think pretty pretty clearly is no. Yeah.
1: I I you have this real hatred of government. I I get that. Uh but are you saying that government can never be good for its people? Is that what you're suggesting? No.
2: No, not at all.
0: No, I I might, I might be. I
2: I do think that we're going to have to have a re- uh, effectively a restart. We're kind of at the point where uh we're that little kid that uh now has been past 3 years uh in uh, up up to the next grade and he's still not reading at the level that he was should have been reading three years ago and so right. uh sooner or later you got to restart somewhere. I, I wish that was a
0: figurative analogis, analysis jay and instead it's literal
1: yeah okay maybe well, I'm, I'm interested in i'm interested in how you see this because the last thing i i'm interested in is um supporting people socially I, I i've never been interested in that because i think the minute you do that you take away uh somebody's um ambition and i don't i don't believe in that but i do do okay. believe creating the foundations for it to happen uh for you to use your your entrepreneurship to be able to uh build something for your family i think that the putting the right things in place to do that is a very good thing to do but there you go that's just my view I yeah I think I agree with the, the the
2: basis of that statement. I'm just not for sure. Uh, uh, again, I'm, I think it, I do think that we took a turn, an incorrect turn, in the United States way back in the in the 40s, 30s, maybe in, even into the 20s, yeah. that we decided to build this social fabric that was going to support everyone, and and that we were going to create this this net that would make everybody. Uh, it was a socialist. Uh, communistic derived kind of a platform, and that runs all through our government, and we've got to figure out how to weed that out without literally killing the people that came to depend upon it, and that's the only thing they have, and it's it's going to be a tricky balance. Uh, I don't I don't know how you do it, uh, and I think that's where Trent and I probably do agree at the at the at the end of the road. We probably have to have something that feels a lot like a a revolution or a a civil discord that is pretty extreme here uh, in the country. And I don't know. I don't know how it plays out, but it's going to be ugly. So in the last minute, the next time
0: the three of us get together, we'll be looking each other in the eye. Quincy, Illinois. And then we're going to make our way to Perry John Wood Ag Center, and you and the audience will be driving the discussion. The three of us will not be driving the discussion. The Across the Pond Regaining Control for the Farmer Road Tour is starting this Sunday, guys. I can't wait to get us all in one spot. I haven't been in Jay's presence for, you know what, this is kind of sad. I've been in Andrew's presence since I've been in Jay's presence. Oh,
2: huh. that's something wrong with that, isn't there? Yeah,
0: there is. Yeah. I haven't seen Jay in person since February 2020.
2: No, oh, because we live, yeah, we live pretty close
0: to each other. Oh, no, in- that's not, that's a lie. I stopped by and saw you at the store on the oh, way Oh, to- you did, right, yeah, yeah. Did you get one of his those famous summer. pies?
1: Did yeah, you get I one did. Of I did get
0: pies? one of those pies. <clears throat> so I blatantly lied right here, but I fact-checked myself, yeah. so it's all good. We have successfully journeyed down the path, connecting food producers to food consumers. For Jay Truett, Andrew Henderson, up loose. at least all three of us reminding you that all roads do lead to a rollout. route. So the National Western plans are now in place for the first weekend of January to be that commercial atmosphere that I've been talking about in the cattle business, that is. Superior Livestock, Northern Livestock Video, and Allied Genetics are partnering up with a National Western to be a part of their commercial bred female sale. Not all bred females will be at the National Western. Obviously, this is a video sale now, but this is the opportunity for cattlemen to come to Denver, celebrate the camaraderie of one another, and plan and talk about how we go forward with the challenges in front of us in food production. Details at nationalwestern.com. I plan to see you in Denver.